You're listening to WVEWLP 107.7 FM, Brattleboro's Community Radio, also streaming online at WVEW.org. This is the Vermont for Mystery Hour, a show exploring the Green Mountain State's strange past and present through stories that pique your curiosity and make your neck prickle. Beat the Sunday Scaries with me every weekend, broadcasting Sundays at 7 p.m., or catch the rebroadcast on Thursday nights. The opinions expressed on the Vermont Ver Mystery Hour are those of the host and guests, and don't necessarily reflect those of WVEW 107.7 FM. Today's programming on WVEW is sponsored in part by Yala Vermont. Yala offers authentic Middle Eastern vegetarian recipes alongside a variety of salads, sweets, and specials made fresh daily. Open Thursday through Monday, 10 to 3, with extended hours on Friday until 6 p.m. You can find us on Facebook at Yala Vermont or visit us at 80 Main Street in downtown Brattleboro. Yala Vermont, a proud supporter of WVEW and Brattleboro Community Radio. It may only be mid-August, but if you're like me, you might already have Halloween on the brain. Lately, I've been dreaming about crisp fall days, pumpkin-flavored everything, and snuggling up with scary movies on the couch. It sounds extreme, but for Jana Beagley, August is actually a bit late to start prepping for Halloween. As the director of Nightmare Vermont, an interactive haunted house experience in South Burlington, she and her cast start designing the next year's production in January, just after the holiday season. It takes months of planning and preparation to mount the all-volunteer attraction, which benefits charity, not to mention lots of training and rehearsal for the actors. So today, we're going to get a glimpse at what makes a haunt run smoothly, and what it takes to make it truly scary. Welcome to the Vermont for Mystery Hour. I'm Meg McIntyre. Jana Beagley's love of scaring people goes way back. All the way back to her freshman year of high school, in fact, when she first volunteered for a haunted walk organized by her school. Um, And a friend and I decided to improvise being two ghosts, a mother and a daughter, who the daughter had fallen down a well and the mother was trying to rescue her, but she was dying. And actually, they died a long time ago. And we had this whole spiel worked out. Um, And the problem was, we we had so much fun acting this little scenario and like pulling out like little twists and stuff that people wouldn't leave our scene. And we backed up the whole haunted walk. Um, And my drama director came storming out into the woods to see what the heck was going on. Um, He watched us for like five minutes before our audience would finally agree to to leave. And he's like, you guys are doing great. Keep it up. Uh, I'll figure out what what we're going to do with the rest of this crowd. So that was, you know, as a 13-year-old, like, my night was pretty much made 
right there. <laughs> and a lifelong obsession was born. So as an adult, after moving back to Vermont from elsewhere, she wanted to continue scaring the crap out of people through theater. But it seemed like opportunities for scare actors were few and far between in the area. So that led her to start Nightmare Vermont in 2004. And I was like, is anybody going to take care of this? Is anybody going to do this? Because I really want to do this. And if nobody else is going to do it so that I can participate, well, then I guess I'll just have to do it myself. <laughs> and my ambition was with Nightmare was to combine all the best of what I had always loved about haunts and their kind of immersive, interactive, visceral um, experience with the things that I really loved about the theater, which was, you know, really careful timing, stories that really engaged your emotions, and, you know, special effects that would really give you pause. Like, all I really need is one or two seconds of, was that real? The productions are run completely by volunteers, with the proceeds benefiting various charities and nonprofits. Every year, Nightmare Vermont starts from scratch to build out a new concept and a new show, which takes months of planning and preparation. And they've done everything from zombies to werewolves to fairies to a creepy circus, and so far, they've never repeated the same theme twice. Last year, amid the COVID-19 pandemic, Nightmare offered up an interactive virtual haunt, which partly centered around a goblin who created riddles for attendees to solve. Clues were sent to participants' houses, and Nightmare created a special Facebook group they had to interact with during the show. Those who attended really seemed to enjoy themselves, according to Jana, but she says the event didn't draw as many participants as they would have liked because of the pandemic. So this year, the group is planning to return to a live format for 2021, with COVID-19 precautions in place, including required masking throughout the attraction. There'll be a meet and greet and auditions process on September 10th and 11th for anyone interested in acting in the show or becoming part of the crew. There are live and virtual options for that, depending on your needs. Jana says the rehearsal schedule is intense to ensure that the show is both safe and realistic, and all the actors get training in stunt work and stage combat. She notes that the cast and crew also tend to form really close bonds and connections during rehearsals, which can be really important once they reach the chaos of the live performances. One of the things that's kind of surprising to a lot of uh, traditional community theater actors who might come and try out Nightmare is that it's a very different acting experience when you're in an immersive environment with an audience that has left decorum at the door and is, is amped up and you're communicating a story that, that never recedes from life and death stakes. It's, you know, turned up to 11 all the time. And one of the things that I warn my actors of, both during the rehearsal process and especially as, as they approach their first performances, is that their brains will let them know that being that amped up is exhausting and their brains will try to calm them down and make them not quite as invested in these stakes, not quite as uh, upset as they are supposed to be feeling in the scene. And I have to remind them that in order to be haunt actors, you really need to dig deep from your emotional reserves um, because we give a great deal. We leave a lot of blood on the floor at the end of a night. 
The group is also mindful that some topics can make some people feel unsafe, which is why Nightmare includes a list of trigger warnings on its website so that attendees can be aware and steer clear if something in the show will be too much for them. Attendees can also purchase a ghost ward for a dollar before the show, which lets the actors know not to approach or pick on that person. On the other side of the spectrum, one member of each group can get a teaser that encourages the actors to interact with them more. And Jenna wants people to know that they can always use a safe word to bow out if they're no longer having a good time. Um, because everybody's different, everybody's got their different personal histories and their and traumas and sensitivities. And there's there's no way we could sanitize the show to be non-upsetting to absolutely everybody without losing our character as a horror event. I am really devoted to the idea of consensual scaring and that people get to have autonomy in my show. Um, I think it's really important that we have safe words and that we encourage people to use them. You know, we don't pick on anybody. Like if you, if, if you stop having fun, we want you to be in control enough to say like, I, I wanna get out of here now. Because if you have the power to do that, when you feel better, or if you feel like you, you wanna tr- give it another try, you will feel free to come back. I know so many people, because I, I talk to everyone about going to haunted houses, and I know so many people who have stories of how they really felt out of control or violated in a haunted house. And years, decades later, they say, no, I'll never enter another haunted house again. And I think that's so tragic. Beyond the exhilaration of a really good scare, Jana sees value in horror stories and experiences as a way to help us understand the things that terrify us. She thinks there's a reason that vampire stories rose to popularity in the midst of the AIDS crisis, for example, and that zombie narratives increasingly took hold as the world was fighting Ebola. So she wants to center the show around themes and fears that are relevant today. I really feel that it's important for for us to to actually say something um, each year, and I think one of the, the one of the things that really attracts me to horror is that it allows us to enact and interact with fears that we cannot actually face or grapple with in real life. These are the sinister eating fears, the the stuff that keeps us up at night that we, you know, that that maybe we can never confront, that we can never like punch in the face, um, but nevertheless, they sit with us. And so one of the things that I do for research every year is I watch all of the, the movies that are most popular or that are you know pushing the genre in different directions. And yes, that means I suffered through Hostel. And yes, that means I suffered through Twilight. But it also means I was gloriously awakened by Babadook, Midsommar, and Get Out. <laughs> because I, I believe that the horror genre does reflect our fears as a community. And I think it's kind of our responsibility to not just do like, you know, witches and goblins and you know, boo, you know, Jason and Freddy, you know them, they're supposed to be scary, right? No, you're actually supposed to say something about fears that people might actually have in the back of their heads. They're careful not to veer too close to reality, though. And that's why this year's show will steer clear of references to the COVID-19 pandemic. The theme is post-apocalypse, but you won't find any hospital-based narratives. It's set to feature monsters, cannibals, telekinetic prisoners, and lots and lots of audience interaction. 
we're gonna we're gonna launch people into the the most elaborate glorious apocalypse that they could possibly imagine um and there's there's going to be a lot of post-apocalypse uh themes uh thrown into this show and we're going to see what humanity is like uh when everything hits the fan we are committed though both last year and this year that people have had enough of reality so we're really going high fantasy these last couple of years and kind of committing to being you know maybe timely but also escapist very much escapist <laughs> nightmare vermont's 2021 haunts are slated for the weekends of october 21st to the 23rd and the 28th to the 30th due to covid19 capacity is limited so get your tickets soon and masks will be required at all times to find out more or to sign up to audition visit nightmarevermont.org We'll be right back. Are you worried about being able to afford rent come the first of the month? Fed up with rising rents, gentrification, the threat of eviction, and harassment from landlords? Tenants Union of Brattleboro is growing power and solidarity within the tenant class of Brattleboro in its outlying towns as a member-driven, democratic, and anti-capitalist union. Get involved and get organized. Find the union at www.brattleboroughtenants.org, on Facebook as Tenants Union of Brattleboro, and on Instagram as Brattleboro Tenants. Tenants Union of Brattleboro thanks WVEW for its support of the community. Welcome back, everybody. It's time once again for Murder, She Rates, a segment where I review books, movies, TV shows, and any other media that mystery lovers might enjoy. This week, I want to talk about the new film, The Green Knight, written, directed, and edited by David Lowry and starring Dev Patel. Based on a 14th century poem, Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, the film chronicles the epic quest of King Arthur's nephew, played by Patel, to face a mysterious tree-like horseman in a test of honor. To do so, he must journey over sweeping, treacherous landscapes and encounter strange characters who will challenge his moral and spiritual convictions, from ghostly maidens to towering giants. First and foremost, I was really impressed by the cinematography, visual effects, and just general style of this movie. And one thing that really struck me was the use of the color. There are these vivid greens, blues, and yellows juxtaposed against shadowy backgrounds in such a lush, stylized way. At times, it almost gave the impression of looking at a painting or even a medieval tapestry, which kind of calls back to the story's origins. The filmmaker also interspersed title cards throughout the film that really added to the feel of almost flipping the pages of a weathered storybook. The use of nature imagery in particular is stunning, as Gowan tramps through forests and across rocky bluffs. This adds to the ecological themes of the movie, alongside motifs that invoke questions around honor, bravery, and spirituality. I do have to say, though, that the plot itself was less captivating to me than the visual aspects of the film or the acting performances, especially from Dev Patel, because he really shined in this movie. 
but I can really appreciate the way that the filmmakers made an archaic and somewhat obscure legend into a really engaging and interesting modern story that I think a lot of people will enjoy. Overall, I'd give The Green Knight 4.7 out of 5 skulls. And I want to know what you thought, too, so feel free to reach out with your take at vermystery at gmail.com. That about wraps it up for today's show. A huge thank you to Jana Beagley of Nightmare Vermont for joining me on today's episode. The Vermont Vermystery Hour is written, produced, and hosted by me, Meg McIntyre, with research help from Matt Bruno. Our cover art is by Ginny Stuce, and our music is written and performed by me and my pal Nikki Seafried. If you liked today's episode, check out the show wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to leave a rating or a review. You can also follow the Vermont Vermystery Hour on Twitter at Vermystery Pod. Let's beat those Sunday scaries, friends! <laughs>